The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert built portfolios of low cost exchange traded funds. You know, I love those exchange traded funds. There's automated investing technology. And as part of that automated rebalancing, many of you have been asking about rebalancing and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own with Betterment. Easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, December 22nd. We are heading into the end of the year and I am so excited to bring you for the next three days a wonderful interview that I recently conducted with Michael Batnick. Now, Michael is one of the co-hosts of The Compound and Friends. You heard my interview with Josh Brown, his partner, last week. And now I'm bringing you Michael's story. And the reason I'm providing these backstories is to give you a better look and an understanding, a greater understanding as to why Mark and I wanted to be able to partner with these guys and create a new YouTube show called Jill on Money, powered by The Compound. So let me get to Michael's biography a little bit because you're going to hear about this. I just want you to understand that when I met this guy, I just felt this instant kinship with both him and with Josh. Michael is currently the managing partner at Ritholtz Wealth Management. He writes a blog called The Irrelevant Investor. Again, he's the co-host of The Compound and Friends, as well as uh, two other podcasts, What Are Your Thoughts and Animal Spirits. So without further ado, I would like Michael to talk about his life story. It's really compelling to hear how his journey in the world of financial services began and how far he has come. This is the first part of our interview with Michael Batnick. I hope you enjoy it. I did not take my education seriously whatsoever. And I paid the price for that. Hmm. And it occurred to me at 20 something years old, oh, this is why those dorks pay attention in class and do their homework and get good grades so that you're not cold calling strangers. And so that's what I did. 
coming out of college, I was a year and a half late. It was during the heart of the great financial crisis. Really good time to be coming into mm. a career in finance with a horrible resume. On my, I, I had I had Cabana Boy on my resume. That's how that's how unserious I took. But can I just say one thing? Where were you at Cabana Boy? At ABC? Sunny Atlantic. Okay. So I think in a weird way, sometimes when I see those little details in a resume that has other things, I think there's somebody who knows how to deal with people. You know what? Thank you. You know what else my resume had? What else? Valet Parker. Waiter. So I, I was a worker. Which of those jobs did you like the most? I was a worker. Uh, I loved being a cabana boy. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed being a waiter. I uh, Yeah, I enjoyed working. Okay. So you said, but cabana boy kind of limited unless you're traveling between New York it's, and Florida. It's a summer job. All right. So, what else? So, um, so when I graduated from Queens College, uh, after being politely dismissed from Indiana twice. Not once, but twice. I got a job at an insurance company right here on Fifth Avenue. My first day walking around seeing people in suits, like, see, I made it. It's okay. I was right. I didn't need to pay Absolutely. attention. Like, whatever. I'm, no big deal. So, yeah, that that illusion or delusion wore off very quickly. Mm. Very, very quickly. So we were in a bullpen making phone calls, uh, just getting lists. And the product was life insurance. All kinds. All kinds. Whole life, term, Ev- I mean, ev- disability. Everyone. Okay. And if you could sell them a financial plan, all the better. Mm. So you sell them a plan. You sell them life insurance. You sell them disability insurance. If they don't have money for the life insurance, you find the money. I was there for a year and a half, and I was the last one in my class. And not because I was successful. Quite, It was the exact, the exact opposite. I was so unsuccessful, I couldn't leave. I had no, you had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to go. Hmm. And what did I want to do? I don't know. I wanted to be in the market. That was what you said. I want to be in the market. So you did have some curiosity around investing. That was something you liked. That stems from, it's funny, I spent so much of my professional career talking about why the dangers of picking individual stocks. Now, I'm a hypocrite because I still pick stocks. I still love to do it. Uh-huh. But it's not where all my money is. It's, as you and Josh were discussing, it's my fun money. Now, it's a little bit more than fun money, but it's fun. I don't. Ex- ah, you're young. I've, exactly. I have no delusion that I will beat the market, but I love it. Okay. But my life was actually changed from an individual stock. Which one? Celgene. Oh, interesting. Who owned it? My mother. Okay. So my parents got divorced when I was young. And my mother was, she went back to work. She was a secretary. Mm -hmm. I don't think she ever made more than $40,000 a year. Okay. And her brother, who also loved the market, got that from his grandfather, bought shares in a small biotech company in 1996. And my mother turned, I don't know what it is, $15,000, literally into almost a million dollars. Really? A million dollars. Wow. Yeah. She never sold. Got okay. cut in half many times. And so Celgene was a, you know, was a buzzword around the family yeah. growing up. So I was a little bit curious, but you would think it's interesting, and I've, I've thought about this. Why didn't that trigger a rush, like a real, a real curiosity? Like, oh, my God, you can get rich picking stocks. Right. Like, this can go from 15 to a million. And how do I do that many more times? Right. Right. That would be a logical conclusion for, for or lines to draw for a young person. It didn't click with me. Okay. For whatever reason. Now, I, I made my mom buy me Celgene options for my 18th birthday or 21st birthday. I can't remember how old you have That's to be. That's kind of funny. Which uh, I doubled my money and then rolled it again and lost it all. Great. So there was always some sort of mild curiosity around the market. And then when I was at the insurance company, my father introduced me. Who, my father was a, a periodontist. He introduced me to one of his patients who was a, a broker at Wells Fargo. And this gentleman, I guess, took a liking to me. And every day would send me articles. Now, this is 2008. 
2009. Wow. Dave Rosenberg, Breakfast with Dave, Ed Yardeni, and I can't remember who the third one was, but I, I felt I found like I felt my calling, like oh my god, this has been here, been here the whole time. Uh huh. How am I only just discovering this? So I would go into my office, and I would I guess sort of pretend to be on phone calls. <laughs> I didn't. I was floating, no salary, and I was actually to add insult to injury, I was paying rent. For the privilege of working there, like rent is like you were a, a hairstylist. I was paying four. I was paying three or four hundred dollars a month. Oh my god! Without a salary, I didn't know they did that. Where did the money come from? I saved. I was I was rich as a young person. Hmm. I think I saved like thirty or forty thousand dollars because I was working full time for all those years. Ah, and so, so that all that money went to zero as I supported myself, and those were dark days. I I had my my eye was twitching for like eight months. Mm-hmm. My mother was dying. My bank account was getting drained. I had no hope for a career. Like, it was dark. And so Ugh. so I eventually left the insurance company because, I mean, it was getting comical. You know what I mean? Like, yes, of I, I had to say that I didn't believe in, in the product or the industry. Now, life insurance is important. Yeah, People we talk about it all insurance. the time. They don't need all the crap that's sold to them, but some form of term life insurance whole is life, very important. Whole life is not the answer for everything. Or even anything. Or anything. Maybe 5%. But my wife's father passed away when, when, when she was very young, and it blew up their family's financial yes, life. Of course. So it's it's you need life insurance, but the way that it was being sold was really gross. I know. So luckily, I didn't sell any policies uh, I, th- I think now my father bought one. I bought one for my girlfriend at the time to meet the quota, which I didn't meet. <laughs> and so I was there for 18 months, not selling anything, but I was paying rent and I guess they left me alone. So it just became weird that I was there for so long. Like people were like, who is this guy? At least that's what I, f- I'm sure nobody was saying that, but so I, I left with nowhere to go except for the library. Okay. Oh, I love a library. That's where I went. And isn't it funny? Your office right across the street from a library. Yeah, not this library. I went to the Merrick Library. All right. And you were studying up? And I was studying. I was was, uh, aggressively making up for lost time. I had spent 25 years being a jackass, and so it was time to get serious. And so I would take my wife, or my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, I would take her to the train station, and then I would spend nine hours in the library. Oh, my God. And what were you reading? (laughs) <laughs> I started with the intelligent investor. Of course you did. As one does. Right. The way that I describe knowledge of any kind, uh, certainly in, in finance, is like, and history, I guess, when you put your your thumb on the iPad and the fingerprints show up for the first time and then every time you press them down, they fill in more and more and more and the gaps eventually all get filled. I did that. And I read, not every, but I read a lot of books mm-hmm. and I took it really, really seriously and it did not help. I had, I always had inner confidence, but not external confidence. I wasn't going to really impress anybody in a first meeting. Mm-hmm. So I would just thought, I just need somebody to like open, the, give me a chance. But meanwhile, can I just do like a personal Please, finance yeah. question? So your then girlfriend is sort of helping to support you at that time? So when my mother passed, she left me money. The Celgene The Celgene money. You got to step up in cost So basis. that was, I was 25 years old with a couple of hundred thousand dollars. And I thought, I mean, what do you think I did? I thought I was going to be Paul Tudor Jones. There was obviously a, a massive emotional attachment to the money, mm-hmm. right? So I, I didn't take any big losses. Like, obviously, I didn't blow that up. Right. Because it was my mom's money. It wasn't right. mine, It was hers. <laughs> so I would buy a stock and stare at the screen and hope that my magical staring would make the price go up. And I believe it or not, it didn't work. I mean, that is shocking to yeah, hear, it didn't, truly. it didn't work. So, yeah, no, I was flailing. I was, I was applying for jobs all over the place. 
I almost considered moving to San Antonio for an external wholesaler role. You don't need to move to San Antonio for that. No. They were like, what are you doing, pathetic weirdo? Uh-huh. Uh, so I was very close to just throwing in the towel. At this point, it was probably like 2011. So it's, you know, a year and a half, like literally unemployed, mm. not like nothing going on. I'm worried for you right I now. I was very worried for me. It, it wasn't what, great. Wait, what is, tell me about a girlfriend who loves you so much that is going to stay by your side while you're flailing about. What did she see in you? <laughs> uh, I know. I love that I made yeah. Michael cry so no, early in the a pod. little bit. Um, how bad were her options? Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, that's uh, not how I framed it. I no, said, we were what? we were relatively young. So, and to her credit, she like, I'm sure she had this conversation with her friends, but she never she never threatened like, you know, you have two months or I'm leaving. Like, I don't know what she saw, but she stuck by me. It's a very sweet yeah. thing. I mean, it's hard to get through those times, and, and it's easier when you're in your 20s. But at any time. All right, so let's get back. She loves you. You're flailing. How do we get you to Ritholtz? The last hope that I had, this was Michael Batnick, the last hope. I had an interview. It was, an, it was not an interview. At JetBlue. Okay. My cousin was an early JetBlue employee. And I walked into the CFO's office. Mm-hmm. I think he gave me about two minutes. I was like, who, what are you doing here? Wait, you're, you want to be in finance? Like, it was not a great interview. I mean, I did not do well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to the Knicks game. It was, it was a playoff game. And you're a lifelong Knicks fan. Love the Knicks more than anything. More than the Giants? More than the Giants. Oh. I mean, <gasps> it's 1A1B. It's 1A1B. Okay. And so it's game three, 2011, uh, and the Heat are in town. I should be very excited. Yes, you should. I was, as I was sitting in my seat, I get an email from this person. Nice to meet you. Sorry, we can't help you. And I was despondent, not because I thought that I was going to get a job there, but I really, really didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like it was throwing the towel time, go get a job, just be a waiter. And I don't know, maybe you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I just, this was a light bulb moment for me. I remember, I really do remember it like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And my friend said, what's wrong? I showed him the email and I was upset. And uh, in the third quarter, Mario Chalmers hit a three to put us down by 21 points. Mm. And it was, I said, I'm I'm leaving. And there was probably two minutes to go in the third, something like that. And my friend goes, what do you you mean? Where are you going? It's playoffs. And I said, I I just, I got to go home. On the way home, I'm on my Blackberry. And I'm scrolling through Twitter. As I love Blackberries, by the way. I'm sad that I have an iPhone. They were good. I they were the good. And, I, and Josh is tweeting about... Downtown Josh Brown, the reform broker, tweeting. And yeah, you're following yeah. him. So Josh was really my North Star. Really? He was the person that if I could have worked for anyone, it would have been him. Because he made the transition from like almost a similar path as you? Yeah. So okay. what his story and the truth that he was telling, I lived a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Different product. Not quite as gross, but not great. Yeah. Same incentives. And he was telling the truth and he got out. Um, And so Josh is tweeting about how old he feels because Kurt Cobain's daughter, I think it was Kurt Cobain, I I think it was Kurt Cobain's daughter had just turned 18. Oh. And so he's tweeting about it. And as we pull into Merrick train station, my phone died, which is a very important detail. Okay. Because if my phone didn't die, I would have 
been looking at your been phone. Been looking at my phone. And amazing. Put your phone down. Put okay. My, well, what my happens? Phone, my phone died, so I, you know, I put it in your pocket, and I walked past Josh. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Here's your idol. You recognize him. Yeah. He walks by you? Yep. Do you turn, do you do a double take like one of these? Or did you say, oh my God, I love you? Or no, what I happens? froze. I froze. And I said, I have, to, I have to turn around and talk to this guy. Okay. So I froze, skipped a beat, and said, turn around. I tapped him on the shoulder, and we spoke for 20 minutes. Yeah. And my wife was, girlfriend wife, was waiting for me at the train station. And she said, who was that? And I said, that's my Bethany Frankel. Oh, very nice. And so what happened after that? So after that, I had followed up with an email, and I don't think he got back to me. In, it was in the spring, I think, that he posted, Barry and I are hiring. Boom. Yeah, exactly. So I got it in his inbox or his Twitter DM, and I interviewed. We have two more segments with Michael Batnick. I hope Josh doesn't get jealous. It's just that the story of Michael is so interesting to me because of how it developed. That's why we wanted to give you the the first part, the early Michael years. In the next couple of days, we're going to be looking at Michael's subject matter expertise in terms of the markets, in terms of investing, and what's going to be happening in 2024. Because don't we all need a crystal ball? If you have a question about your financial journey and you'd like to join us on the air, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. Again, you can join us with audio. You can join us with video. You can do anything you want. You can just send us an email. That's fine too. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and subscribe to the Jill on Money live service. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars. Mark and I are charting out the year ahead, trying to figure out who the best guests are for you. And we're also going to provide you with lots of cool new bonus video content. You can subscribe to Jill on Money on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It is Friday. It is the Friday before Christmas, so I am just going to tell you that our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Telercio is the best executive producer in the world. He's also the king of all things web. We are distributed by Odyssey. If you wouldn't mind, for every day, and particularly during this season when a lot of people feel isolated and bummed out, do me a favor. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, 
Whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com. 